So, it's going to be a bit of a different night. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Sorry, thank you. I was whoop, whooped. Um, so, I tried to put together a message. And it just, it's a good message. It is a good message. It's not today's message. And it just never quite felt right. So, I'm one just to know me. I like having my messages done a day or two ahead of time, so then I can just kind of pray over it, meditate on it, just soak in his word. So by the time I deliver it, I know what he wants done with it and make sure that it's him and not me. Well, as of yesterday, I still didn't have a word. I'm like, Lord Jesus. And Brian messages me and he says, I've been getting this for days, I think. You're supposed to just flow in the Spirit. And I'm like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and then I messaged my girls, and I said, okay, because Sherman's gone with Brian, and so I knew Barrett would get the message to George, and so I messaged them for, on my ELT, and I said, all right, team, you praying. <laughs> this is outside Nicole's comfort zone. Barrett says, well, I think I have confirmation because he pretty much told me the same thing for tithes and offerings. All right, Lord, so we're flowing tonight. And the first part is um, something he, showed, he told me to share with y'all, and that is a video that Brian posted, and most of you have probably seen it by now. However, the, te the testimony with this video is super cool. So Brian is out at the Southwest Believers Convention out at Texas, and he gets there, and he sends us a picture of who's going to be there. And lo and behold, it's Todd White. Abigail is currently not speaking to her ditty. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe him. And, and of course, it's Brian. Brian meets everybody. So he's been praying this week, Lord, I want to meet him. He said, and I was talking to him today, he said there were a couple of times where I could have forced it to happen. He said, but I just didn't feel right. I just felt like I was supposed to rest in it. And then this morning's service, Todd was speaking in 1440, which is the youth group service, which is why Abigail was not speaking because it would have been her service. Um, so he was speaking in 1440, but this morning only, his service, Todd's service, was open to any age. And so Pastor Brian was seeking lead, and he's like, I just I don't feel like I'm supposed to go to that. I feel like I'm supposed to go to the main service. So he goes ahead and he goes to the main service and he walks in and there stands a guy he knows talking to Todd White. And so he goes over there and gets this video. And Todd leaves and one of our friends looks at him and he goes, dude, Todd was in here all of five minutes and two of those minutes were with you. <laughs> He's like, I don't get it. That's the favor of God. So if you've not been here on Wednesday or if you're watching on live stream and don't know why this is a big deal, for the past three weeks we've been watching Darren Wilson's videos um, about just going out and evangelizing and loving on people in the world. Um, and Todd White has been in several of them and played a big role. So he has a video for Albemarle and Stanley County. Hey guys, this is Todd White. I'm at the Believers Convention, pastor for Albemarle and Stanley County. And I just want to say, God bless you. Make sure that you carry the fire of God everywhere you go. Don't be afraid. Let Jesus flow through you and crush hell for a living. He loves you guys so much. Bless you. And remember, worship Jesus and everything that you do in word and deed. Let it be done in the name of Jesus. Colossians 3.17. Bless you guys. Love you. Hey guys, this is Todd White. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said it's been a great week. He said he is um, just blessed with the connections that God's made with him and people. He was able to buy Jerry Savelle's um, coffee this week. He takes a tall cappuccino plane. If you ever run into Jerry, want to get him a coffee? Um, so it's just, it's been an awesome week and he's gotten good words. He's been posting some on Facebook and texting me some privately and Sunday's going to be good. He's, he's fed up, filled up. It's going to be good. But so I was just praying on 
what to do tonight. And I felt like God said I was supposed to show that for anybody that doesn't have Facebook or hadn't yet seen it. Um, and it was just kind of a neat way to close out what we've been doing, the messages that we've been watching. What would you say? Looking out for George. There's a couple here that don't have Facebook. It's okay. We love you. We have your back. Um, so it's just a neat way to close out the videos. Um, neat opportunity for Brian to meet him. And it's, you know, it's neat to meet people like that. But let me ask you this. How are they any different than you? They're not. The only difference is he was out there. He got the word to go and he did. So tonight is going to be an interactive night. Because for those of you who have been here, you've, it, even if you've only watched one of these videos, your life should have changed. Your mentality should have changed. So my question for you is, and this is interactive. Otherwise, I will sit here and stare at you like a cow looking at a new gate until easily 8.15. I'm a mama. I've got resolve. So, <laughs> so my question is, after watching these video videos, how has your mind changed? How has your thinking changed? Where have you seen more boldness in your life? Where have you had... Um, opportunities to minister or doors open for you to walk in boldness. I want to know what you've gotten out of these videos. I could give one for that side. Hold on. Check, check on the mic. See, you're dancing. I'm seat dancing. There you go. Hello. There we go. Um, yesterday morning, I knew the Lord wanted me to go to Walmart because mm -hmm. I needed some boxes because I'm moving and some tape and yada, yada. So the Lord told me to go into aisle number six in park. Is that where yada, yada is? Yeah. Okay. So I went into aisle number six. It wasn't going into aisle six. It was coming out okay. when I left Walmart that's where I was supposed to be and this lady said she's standing there with a greeter she said oh it looks like you're moving because I have boxes all in my shopping cart and I said yes ma'am I am and um, she said we're gonna have to do that she said my husband has terminal cancer and my heart was right with her you know and she said what kind of cancer which that didn't mean I her heart is what I was at not the cancer and I said can I pray for you I said, I'm going home, and I said, can I pray for you? She says, yes. I said, no, I want to pray for you tonight now, if I may. She said, yes, ma'am. So I took her hands, my hands, next thing you know, my arms were around her, and she was right up here, and she was bawling and crying. And the cashier up there, she was crying, and people were, I said, I just needed to touch her and just pray. And I'm still praying for that lady. Amen. Yeah. That's awesome. And you know, that sounds small but to some people, but a hug can be the biggest thing. They do. They need it. I walked into work this morning, and I saw a girl, and anytime I see this girl, I hug her. But it's been a while since I've seen her, and I just went up to her, and I gave her a big old hug, you know, like she's my sister. And I got a text about an hour later, and she goes, thank you so much. I've been depressed for two months, and I just needed somebody to hug me. And I'm sitting here going, Lord, that was so small. But it made a huge difference to her. You know, so don't, it's the same as tithe. Don't, don't under-esteem the small things because they may be small to you, but they're huge to the person receiving them. At the leading of God, the smallest thing to us can be the largest to someone else. I've been coming here. I have, I've learned so much, but I've felt something. I don't know. Y'all were just a blessing to me, and it's when I say this, I mean it by my heart. I go home with so much. I've learned so much, and of course, watching the videos, I've learned. I'm, I'm really shy, and I'm trying to come out of that boldness. That is something I'm working on, and I'm still a little intimidated by it. 
but I'm going to get out there and fight through it. But I just want to tell you that I love all of you, and I have really felt so blessed just the word of what I'm getting. Amen. God's good. He has good food. Hey, Sharon. Barrett's getting a workout. It was that resolve she put out back <laughs> Well, I was at work this evening, and um, I was walking a patient down the hall, and, and the med tech come down the hall, and she said, I need somebody to pray for me right now. She was just talking to herself, and I, I stopped, and I was like, come here. <laughs> she said, what? I said, come here. I said, did you just say that you want somebody to pray with you right now? She said, yeah. I said, well, let's do it right now so I had patient in one hand and one hand on her so and then uh, after we got through she was just smiling amen but it was just like that's awesome next how have y'all looked at talking to people differently as far as sharing God Sharon has something one of the things I've learned most about watching those videos, um, like before with soul winning, you know, you're more focused on, you know, the Romans Road and John 3.16 and all that. But through the videos and through some of the preaching here, I've learned, you know, just tell them God loves them. Yeah. That's it. You know, God just loves them. So that's been a huge difference. Yeah. Well, that's, um, I had three main notes that I wrote down from those videos. Um for me and one of them was as an ambassador of God's kingdom what was that oh I was like humming the word of the Lord God's talking all right as an ambassador of God's kingdom I am an administrator of his love no more no less it's not my job to convict or to preach the whole gospel it is simply my job to administer his love. That is injecting God, and that is always enough. You know, we, all, we try to make it harder. You know, same as, again, you know, same as what Barrett was talking about with offering. We try to make it so hard. We try to logic it out. Well, it's, it must be this way, or it must be that way, or, well, I kind of know this person, and I know what they're going through, so I know what they need to hear. Only God knows what they need to hear. It is simple. Only two things matter. God's love for us and our love for him. That's all we have to share, you know, and that was, you know, one small act of obedience can destroy the largest impossibilities. And that was, you know, I gave that testimony on the first video before I'd ever seen it where it was the guy, you know, the big Muslim guy with the yellow shirt and he prayed for him and then went on his way and then at the end of the video you see and it's that guy that gets them into the Muslim temple. And I'm telling y'all, I watched that and I was just a ball of mush on the floor because it was just one simple act of obedience broke what had been impossible for years god doesn't care about the impossibilities he doesn't care about how hard something looks all he cares about is you and it just it it's like todd said it just takes one person saying yes that's us it doesn't have to be hard we just need to look at the person and see that they're God's child. They're not a druggie. They're not a drunk. They're not a heathen. They're not awful. They're not dirty. They're not smelly. They're not too old. They're not too young. They are simply God's child, and they just simply need his love. I don't know if I need a microphone. Sure you do. Okay, now, I already shared with you. Um, some things and one of my favorite parts of the last video that was shown um, was when Todd had realized you know no matter what you know even though the guy didn't come to Christ right away there he That's still right. sowed seeds and stuff you know yes. and uh, so it's interesting because my eye is wide open several times to see the religion that so many people are bound with just in their talking, but mm -hmm. still the way the words that would come out of my mouth are planting seeds mm -hmm. that they're going to think on, and God's going to grow that up. So that's what I've been coming and seeing. And, um, but through all the videos and, and going through the Bible study of James, you know, just going through line by line, I'm like, my gosh, 
you know, I'm I'm living comfortable. Yeah. I'm doing life comfortable. What am I really doing for you? Yeah, so it was a good check. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, there's a time to sow and there's a time to reap. And it's like I was saying Sunday, you know, there, there are different parts of the army, different positions all throughout the kingdom of God. And some people sow, some people water, some people reap. And it's easy to get in pride. And we don't think it's pride, but it is. It's easy to get in pride and go, well, we're going to pray until we see something now. I want to see results now. If God didn't tell you to press in for the results now, you press in for the sowing or you press in for the watering and then you leave it alone because the right person at the right time will harvest the right fruit. I mean, you think about gardening. What happens if you pick something that's not ready? It's no good. It's oh. like Ted taught you a couple of weekends ago in the class. Mm -hmm. It's God's job to do the drawing. That's right. That's right. He will tell you when it's right. And the harvest that you pick may be one that somebody else planted, but the harvest that you plant may be one somebody else picks too. And it's not who does the planting or the watering or the sowing. It's did God gain a child? Did he gain, did you gain a brother or sister in Christ? So yeah, that's an, that was an awesome point that's important to remember. I think for me, um, one of the biggest takeaways has been um, what, what actually being willing to be his hands and be his feet are because I know for me personally when I'm talking with God and when I'm um, discussing opportunities I've had I'm like well I mean I'm willing to go pray for those people I'm willing to go do that I'm willing to go love on them I just I just need to hear from you sort of a thing and over the course of the last month or so as we've done this he's like okay it was I'm pretty sure it was last week in last week's video it's talking about having a muscle. Well, you're not going to be able to do more with the muscle until you work it, until right. you get better at it, until you fail sort of a thing. And you realize where your limits are and you stretch yourself. And it was at that point that the Holy Spirit really corrected me. And he's like, okay, you say you're willing. My word has already told you to do this. That's are right. you doing it or not? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, sure, we, we can say that we're willing to go out and be his hands and feet. We can say that we're willing to do it, but until we get to the place where it doesn't matter, what the reception is to that, then we're not. And yeah. I wasn't. And so it's been a really big correction of where's your mouth at, where are your actions at, and do they line up? Yeah. Well, and it's important to remember, too, not everything is going to look like church. You know, not every, um, not every opportunity to minister may not even have the name Jesus in it. Right. Now, Jesus is in it if you're doing it in obedience and love. But it's like EO and, or Rachel and I were talking about um, this afternoon. You know, she was talking about friends and um, at, at her age, you know, most kids her age are doing what they want to do, um, whatever's cool. And, you know, she was, she was talking and she was being honest about the struggles of being that age and having godly friends. Because a lot of her kids will, um, or kids her age, will gossip about other kids or, um, you know, be mean if you don't necessarily have the name brand stuff or you don't do the coolest. And she's like, you know, I, I would walk away because I don't need, you know, to be around them doing that. And it's good that she doesn't want to participate in that. But here's the thing. We have to be in the world but not of the world. We can't shine the light in the darkness if we're not, able or willing to go in the darkness right. and so we were talking about how sometimes you have to be around those people that are doing the gossiping or doing the wrong now that doesn't mean you participate but you can be the light that turns them from the gossiping you know if they're talking about betty lose clothes you can start talking about oh my goodness did you see this ad that i saw at jc Penney's, or did you see this super cute thing that i saw you know so and so wearing and so and that sounds petty but an 11-year-old can minister the love of God. And we have to remember that sometimes something very small like that is evangelizing. It is showing, here's how you can be the light in the darkness. Here's how you don't necessarily have to conform to the world. Here's how you can shine. And we can't limit ourselves. It's, you know, it's a good point Priscilla had um, about, you know, are you living comfortable? Mm -hmm. Because if you're living comfortable, then you're probably not doing all you're called to do. And 
I am one that, you know, I talked about it on Sunday. I've liked to be comfortable. I've liked to be introverted, um, not talk to people, not go outside my box. But the problem is my box isn't even minute inside his box. His box is so much bigger. He is not limited. And I don't want to limit myself because there are people out there that need us. And so we need to be willing to get uncomfortable. We need to be willing to sit with, you know, the cool crowd that's, you know, being mean or whatever and be willing to stand up and say, that's not right. Or be willing to just change the conversation. We've got to be willing to be love even when they don't know they need love. Because whether they know it or not, everybody needs it. It's what they're hungering for. It's what they're thirsting for. And until they find it, they won't be satisfied. Nothing will satisfy them. So what else? Miss Dixie has something. Again at Walmart. <laughs> you think I go to Walmart. Miss Dixie spends a lot of time at Walmart. <laughs> I was coming out of hugging that girl, and there was a, a worker for Walmart getting buggies and bringing them in, and it was, he was, it was hot. And I said, can I tell you something? He said, yes, ma'am. I said, did you know that Jesus loves you? He said, yes, ma'am, I just got porn again. He said, but thank you for reminding me that. I needed to think about that. And I said, amen. amen. Because you just don't know. It's like Becca goes to play putt-putt with the children, and she tells that young guy, I said, did you know that God loves you? He never heard that before. Mm -hmm. How many people go in and out of that putt-putt mm -hmm. that are Christians? And we didn't say that. Mm -hmm. So whoever I see, Walmart, coffee, <laughs> Burger King, I don't care where it is, McDonald's coffee, which is pretty good, I'll <laughs> tell them how much God loves them because maybe they didn't hear that today. Yeah. They want to think about it. They need to think about it because God does love them. Yeah. Well, and that's the theme that you saw through those videos. The whole theme in every one of those videos, it's simply the love of God. That's it. It sounds so simple, and yet it's the one thing that can crush everything else. It's just simply the love of God. Who else? I know y'all been thinking. I know y'all been ministering. Daniel. I know, we're getting lopsided over here. We need y'all to balance us out. Uh, the one I can't remember what, what the name of the one we watched last week was, but I actually had a chance to see that with Brian beforehand. We were hanging out and just happened. He's like, hey, you know, he just popped it in. Um, we're watching it in the part where they're over in Greece and the guys are playing, praying for the girl mm -hmm. with the shoulder, with the sh shoulder injury. And he at, like he prays for her one time and um, asks her, you know, like, okay, if, if you were at a ten and zero is no pain, where are you right now? I think she says like a five or something. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, okay, well, let's pray again. And I looked over at Brian, and I was like, most Christians, including myself, would have stopped at the five. Mm -hmm. Either one, because we're saying, oh, well, maybe God's not in this. You know, maybe I don't have enough faith, or she doesn't, or this is not his will or something. Or we would have said, oh, well, that's great. You know, at least, you know, you got two or five. Mm -hmm. You know, we would have sort of stopped at good enough instead right. of going all the way. And so that yeah. just kind of stuck with me, where it's like, okay, why why am I satisfied with just good enough? Yeah. And instead, of a, instead of just going... You know, waiting it, waiting instead of waiting it out to go all the way to the zero or to whatever the the actual God's actual end result may be, instead of just yeah. looking at what I think is supposed to be the end result. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the word, and this was something, and I've read this scripture again and again and again, but it was one that just really clicked with me watching these videos. Is um, those who believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's just simply those who believe. There's no other qualifiers. It's do you believe? So, you know, the question is, do you believe when it gets to a five? Do you believe enough to still push through? You know, or do you stop and worry about, well, if I pray again, I might look bad. Right. You know, and that's where I've been, being honest. You know, oh, good, there's improvement. Hallelujah. Okay. Next, because I would think, well, if I pray again, then maybe I'll look stupid. Or maybe it looks like I don't have enough faith. And that's just, that's just deception. 
from getting you to stop pressing in. It's simple. Do you believe? It's not a maybe. It's not, you know, 20% or 80%. It's a yes or a no. If you believe yes, then great. We're praying this through. So, yeah, that was, that was good. So what else? You've watched this video. These were powerful videos. I know y'all got stuff out of it. Let me ask this. What do you think holds people back from being bold like that? Fear? Pride. Pride. Yeah, worrying about what somebody else thinks about you. Unbelief. Maybe you don't know enough. Self-doubt. What if it doesn't happen? JD had something. Well, it's not for me. It's what happened to me. Um, I'm the guy, and I've said this before, I'm, I'll stay back here in the booth. It's, that's just my comfort zone. I don't like to be in front. I just don't. It's, don't don't put the light on me. Nope. Um, but it's, it's still going to put the light on two other people in here this evening. Um, one was Rebecca. I've um, been having experiencing problems with my shoulder, and she just walked up to me. We were talking. She said, let me pray for you. Okay, sure. And, you know, it, it's, you know, I expect it from my pastor. I do. But for her just to, just to say, I'm going to pray for you. I, I, and I was like, I, I was thankful for it. And the more I thought on it, I was like, why can't I be like her? Why can't I do this? I just, you know, why can't I just make that first step? And then the next week we can watch the next video. And William over here. Um, we were sitting back there and we was watching as Todd, his, his, as Todd White was walking through that crowd. And I was like, dude, there is no way. There's no way I could walk through. There's no way I could do that. There's no... And we're sitting there watching and watching and watching. About that time, he, he had noticed I was still having some difficulty in my shoulder. And he just looked over at me and tapped me on the shoulder. Let me pray for you. And it floored me. I was like, you know, I, just, I immediately turned around and said, go ahead. I'm not going to deprive him of that. But then he looked and then he, but then he asked me, how's your pain? It's still there. And I was like, yeah, it's still there. He said, let me pray again for you. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, sure. You know, and I wasn't going, you know, and I've been thinking about it this whole time. I've been sitting here, and, and I've been thinking, why can't I do that? And he's like, don't you have the belief of a child? And you do you not have the faith of a child? Because he stepped out and did it on his own. Mm-hmm. And it's been convicting me because it's, it's, you know, I was just been sitting there going, nah, I ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to sit over here. Mm, I don't want to talk about it. But for me, it, it, has, it was fear. And why am I, what, why am I, what do I have to be afraid of? My God loves me, and I know that. Accurate. If he's for you, who's against you? I think one of the biggest things, too, is trust. Mm-hmm. Because at first, when you're thinking about it, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go do this, you know, you're looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is how much are you trusting God? Because it's God that's going to do and flow through you. You just have to be that willing vessel. Like, they just walked out. Okay, let's go. Yeah. You know, you just have, okay, God, let's go. I don't know what you're going to do. You got to show up. <laughs> you know, and like... I think a couple of them before, when the students that were going to, I don't, I'm not going to quote places or whatever, because I don't even remember what place, the what school they were going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they were like, you know, you just got to go out there, and if you mess up and miss it, you know, God's grace is sufficient. That's right. When you step out in obedience yeah. to fill in the gap, you know, so it's about God. It's not even about us. Exactly. You've got to trust that it's God moving through you. It's not you moving God. It is always God moving through you. If you're willing to move your feet, God will do the rest. And we have to trust that even if you know, we think we can't hear him, God's loud enough to get our attention. And if we mess up, God's big enough to make it work together. Um, I'm just, like Janie said, learning to become like a child. I mean, my son, he'll walk up in front of a big crowd of people and break dance. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't have fear. Like, right. he'll just do, he'll do anything. And, you know, that's what I'm learning to do is become like a, like a, a child. Mm-hmm. And um, just trust my father. You know, whatever he tells me to do, just don't have fear and just do it and trust him. And don't have limits. Yeah. Well, you think about when someone sees a child that's out there just being free. What do we think? We look at him and think, oh, to be a child, to be free like that to not have any cares. 
And when someone walks up to you and offers to pray for your shoulder, you know, what was it JD said? Why can't I be like that? You know, we're so worried that we'll look bad in front of people and what we're doing is we're listening to Satan. He's going, you're going to look stupid. You're not going to get it right. You're going to mess up. And the whole time, people are going, man, I wish I had the boldness like that. I wish I could do something like that. And so it goes back to the message Sunday. We've got to understand that we have been made free to free others. Mm -hmm. It is our job to walk in that freedom. We don't have to wish that we could be like that child breakdancing in the crowd. We just got to get out there. Take the step. He'll give you the moves. He'll give you the words. And if you get up there and you don't know anything to say, it's as simple as Jesus loves you. That's all. And that may be all that he has you say. That you've injected love. And God is love. And that is always enough. Who else? Mr. Steven. Steve Harvey. That is Steve Harvey. It sure is. That's funny. (laughs) William said, don't say the wrong testimony. (laughs) The winner is. So the thing that, man, this is odd. You can say all your testimonies. The the thing that really surprised me about these videos, I think came from what Todd White did, how he operated. Growing up in church um, very early on, I was brought into this program called EE, Evangelism Explosion. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you go out to people in Walmart and you say, or you know, wherever, you advertise for you Walmart. Dixie. <laughs> um, if you died today, do you know for sure that you go to heaven? Mm-hmm. Or some variation of that question. Todd White wasn't trying to get people to make a decision. He was trying to love people. He just wanted to give God's love. The funeral today uh, that, that I was at, uh, the pastor quoted the scripture, it's the goodness of God, God that leads men to repent. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in, hey, let's go see if we can save somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and Boomerang has never focused on that. And I talked to Pastor Brian about it. It's not that that's not important, but it's also not about, well, hey, we saved 14 people this month. Or, right. I really feel like God doesn't want us to keep score or think of people as a number. Um, you know, every single soul created is precious to him. Mm-hmm. And um, if we can just maybe change the way we think as we go out and love on people without expecting anything, yeah. Yeah. right? Then maybe God can, can take those seeds that we plant and do something with them so much more than the pressure. Because if, 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 if you get somebody that's, you know, not real sure what they're thinking and you start pressuring them, you know, you guys have taught us pressure is usually not from God. Yep. And, and that was just a really eye-opening thing in those videos for me because it's always been like, well, you know, you need to get, get people to, to, to make a decision and accept the Lord, which, again, I'm not diminishing that. Not at all. It is important. Mm-hmm. In fact, for, for us to work in the kingdom, that's like the first thing we got to do, right? But maybe that's not the emphasis that God's calling us He's just simply calling us to love on people exactly. and show him how, show them how good he really is, and then let him move. That was really powerful for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it was the resounding theme. Is I'm just going to love on him. You know, I mean that image of Todd walking through the crowd and where was he? Rome? Rome? I think I asked that last time I told him. <laughs> I'll get it. Um, you know, he's walking through this mob in Rome. I mean, you got all these angry kids, you know, that are picketing. He didn't hesitate. He didn't go and say, hold on, come here, let me get you, let me lead you to the Lord, then let me get you, let me lead you to the Lord. He just went through and touched them. Love them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Be with them, Lord. Let him, help them to see you, Lord. Yes, Jesus would be all up in that. Because he just wants to love on us. And it's like what we were talking about. I think you were out, you know, summer to sow, summer to water, summer to reap. 
We've had lots of people come in and out of Boomerang. I've never heard one person not say that they felt loved in here. Everybody has come in and said, there's one thing about it, that church will love the mess out of you. However, not everybody that walks in Boomerang is meant to stay in Boomerang. God has a place for every person. And Pastor Brian and I will be the first one to say, if this is not where God has called you, don't sit here. We will tell you every church in this county that we know. And we will help you find the church that God wants you to be in. It may be that we were just supposed to plant that first seed of love and then direct them to where they were to be planted and harvested. It may be that some other church plant, uh, sowed the seed into them and we're to harvest. It doesn't matter. If all of us are doing our role, every one of us have a part in their salvation and their life. We're just to sow the love. It's, it's a great point. We're not to keep score. You know, we're going to get to heaven one day and, you know, maybe there's a thing that says, here's all the crowns you get for all the people you won to the Lord. And you'll be like, I didn't do that. Yeah, you did. That day that you were on aisle six in Walmart changed her life forever. That day that you preached a funeral, the guy in the back that smelled that nobody messed with, The one word you gave set him free. Are you willing? Are you willing to look past yourself? That's where I had to get. Because it truly is pride. Well, Lord, I'm just too shy. I'm just too scared. I hid behind my mama for 21 years until I got married, and then I hid behind my husband until he stepped to the side and wouldn't let me hide behind him. Big old meanie. Thank God he moved aside. Thank God that he didn't give up on me. When I didn't believe in myself, there was someone praying me through. And thank God that at some point I decided to let myself be stretched. Thank God that David Hogan ticked me off. Told me I was prideful. But thank God I was humble enough to seek myself. Because the only reason I wouldn't go up and talk to you and tell you about God is, well, this is, this is Big John. He's been around. He knows the word. He's heard preachers. I don't need to tell him God loves him. He's heard it. But what if today is the day that John needs to hear God loves you? What's the, what if today's the day that me hugging his neck sets him free? It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God. You're not too anything to talk about God. You're not too big. You're not too smart. You're not too quiet. You're not too shy. You're not too ugly. You're not too pretty. You're not too educated. You're not too stupid. You're not too rich. You're not too poor. You are not too anything. Right. You are a child of God, and you are to tell people, God loves you, period. Yes, ma'am. I know that um, a long time ago before I had ever, because I've taken the streets of Dallas before with others, and um, I've done things like this before. Um, But I remember, and even still sometimes, it will try to creep up and say, well, what am I going to say? What am I supposed to do? But then, and I'm throwing that out there because I can't be the only one that ever thought that. And um, that I, I believe that is a lie that the devil puts there to hold people back from it. But just to realize, again, that when you're saying, well, what am I going to say? You're talking about I, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, and that it just shows the importance of making sure that you're led yeah. by God. Okay, God, you want me to go talk to this person? Okay. And say hi. And <laughs> Let it roll from there. Let it flow from there. Yeah. Mr. Chris has something. No. Barrett looks like she's up to no good. Sure don't. <laughs> so, um, I can turn that down. Well, that so, that uh, mic has been hot all night. 
so a couple weeks ago um, at work, uh, I had one of my supervisors. I was up in a meeting, and, and uh, I got a call saying that he thought he was having a heart attack, and he was down in, in the main office. And so I go down there, and, and uh, like there's, you know, it's kind of like a bee's nest down there. Everybody's kind of hovering, and, and uh, my secretary she's a believer um and and i would say that probably most of the people in that room there's like four or five people in that room there they were a believer to some extent um and i and i just sat beside the guy the paramedics were on their way and i sat beside him i was like hey man i was like i'm just going to pray for you and that's a big deal because i'm the general manager you know, you you kind of toe the line with relationships and mm-hmm. and uh, workplace ethics and you know a lot of that PC garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm praying with this guy, and, and God told me He's like, you need to send some of these people out of here because they're going to stifle they're going to stifle what I want to do. So I was like, you and you get out of here. I don't need you in here. Go back to work. And um, my transportation manager was there, and she's a female. And uh, so I'm, I'm talking to this guy. I was like, look, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm just, I'm just praying for him from my heart. And it was the heart of God. You know, it wasn't anything crazy, spectacular. You know, it wasn't anything like that. It was, it was just speaking the kingdom of God into his life. And my transportation manager storms out of the room, and I'm thinking, wow, I made her mad. So I'm still praying for this guy, and, and the paramedics come, and they, they take him away, and my transportation manager comes back in and uh she says you're you you you're in the wrong occupation she said because when you were praying she said i had goosebumps from my head to my toe she said i just couldn't stand in here and i went up to my office and i, and I started crying i was really grieved because that's the norm with the kingdom of god you know, that Jesus did that every day. He got up every day and he just he lived what he heard the Father tell him to do. And for us to pray for people, man, that's like that's the norm. And it grieved me because here the world and this was a believer just because we had the ability to pray for people, they think that's like superstar stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, that it grieved me because I'm thinking, you know what, you should be doing this too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just the norm, and, and the more we do it, the more it's going to be the norm, the easier it's going to be, and God's going to take you into greater things than that because right right now it might be hard for you to to go up to somebody and say, hey, I just I want to, I want to pray for you. But I can't tell you how many people that I've, I've walked up to them and said, look, I was standing over there, and God told me to come over here and pray for you. And it's like they get a smack of reality in the face that God cares about them, and he cares yeah. about them enough that he told somebody else to come pray for them. Yep. And then I'm just waiting for the day where someone says, well, what's God sound like? And I, and I just want to say, you know what? It was the most loving voice I ever heard that told me to come over here. Yeah. It, it had all the love and the warmth of a father in it, and it just it was full of caring. And it just it grieves me that the church to a certain extent that we're all a part of a lot of them think what we're doing is like this amazing above and beyond stuff but in reality man it's it's just what we're supposed to do yeah i yeah. know you've heard pastor brian talk about we haven't scratched the surface of a lot of stuff yet That's and, right. and it what we're you know what's going on is amazing and i mean it's powerful and god's moving and people are seeing the father's love and and there's signs and there's wonders and the miraculous is happening but that's just the beginning that's just the beginning, and I'm, I'm excited about the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Praying for people, it's about as elementary as baby steps. That's what we're to do. I mean, that's, that's really your first step, is you just pray for them. You just love on them. Then comes, you know, the signs and wonders and even more. Just praying for them should not be mind-blowing. And yet it is. You know, Pastor Brian's preached on taking your mountains. We are all in different occupations for a reason. We are not all called to pastor for a reason. Because the medical field needs people. 
The education field needs people. The political office needs people. You know? We are to take the mountains that we are in. I was watching, um, there was a video of, um, I don't know what you call it, maybe synchronized diving, is that the right word? It's the trials for the Olympics. And it was two dudes jumping off a diving board, doing their little flips and landing. And I don't know what it's called. Okay, I love you too. <laughs> I'm glad y'all love me. Um, anyways, you know, there's two dudes in skinny little bikinis. They jump off a board. They do their pretty little flips. They land in the water. And apparently they did really good. I don't know because when they got up to the mic, she's like, oh, you qualified for the Olympics. And I was like, oh, they must have done good. Yay, you. And this guy who now has NBC's attention, Rio's attention, the Olympics' attention, everybody's attention says, my identity is not in these flips. My identity is in Jesus Christ. And whether we make it or don't make it, nothing changes my identity. And I'm like, yeah! You know, so I'm like, all jumping around like, that's taking your mountain! You know, so I'm hitting share on Facebook to Brian. I'm like, look, he's taking his mountain! I'm getting all excited. That's taking your mountain. You're a general manager, but you're taking your mountain doesn't matter where you are. You may be going to McDonald's to get your coffee. You know, you may be going to Waffle House to get your waffle. Take your mountain wherever you are. And taking your mountain is being a child of God and loving on Diddy. Loving on him enough that if he says go, you go. And you trust that Diddy's going to give you the words. It's not you doing the talking. You're opening your mouth and you're letting Diddy speak through you. Take your mountain. Hello. 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 I think the thing that I'll bring to the conversation that I've experienced, so I'm in a great work environment. I have a great set of friends around me. But I think for me what's happened over these last few weeks is I've actually had a tangible experience of t starting to take some baby steps mm -hmm. in hearing his direction and being obedient. And it's not anything big, and it's not like spectacular Fourth of July light show. It's this afternoon, I finished a meeting in Salisbury. My plan was to come back to Albemarle and work from home the rest of the day. And on the way on Jake Alexander, I had this leading, get on I-85 South and go back to your office in Concord. What, what, what? I wanna go back home. I wanna work from home, what's the deal? I need you to get on I-85 South and head towards your office okay, are you sure? Like, I checked two <laughs> or three times. Like, God, have you prayed on this? <laughs> Do you have leading? <laughs> but I remember being obedient and turning onto I-85 South, and I remember while I was on the on-ramp thinking, ooh, what's he going to have me do? What's going to happen? What's coming? Where is he going to use me? How, how am I going to have an, ex you know, what experience is coming? And just paying attention to what that feeling was like, was like, I've never felt that way before. I've never had that experience of, oh, you're going to use me and it's going to be awesome and I'm super excited. So it's the little steps. It's, I think for me, the quote, I think it was in the Holy Ghost one, the second to last one we watched, he made a comment, you have to take a risk mm -hmm. and you may miss it, but that's okay because that's how you figure out how the Holy Spirit flows. And sometimes you miss it and that's okay. And other times you nail it and you're like, oh, that's what it's like. Yeah. That's what that's supposed to feel like. And I think to Barrett's point earlier, it's you got to figure out where the muscle is before you can even start to figure out how to exercise it, right? right? So you've got to even know to hear his voice, then choose to be obedient, right? And then some, they all build on mm -hmm. the next step and the next step. And before you know it, you're the general manager praying over someone who's having a heart attack. But you know what it took? It probably took Chris getting comfortable in that and growing in that. Because I know for me, that's what it's taken for me, is it's the small, the small experiential steps, the bringing it to y'all and sharing it with you and you going, yes, that's awesome, keep it up, or try it again, um, that's really lifted me up. So I think for this, it's, it's nice reinforcement to be able to see other human beings actually doing what we're all supposed to do, yeah. having an example, yeah. 
Because yeah. I think that's what's empowered me is knowing in my head there are other people who are doing this. Yes. And so it's okay that I do this. It's not that I'm doing something that's foreign or never been done before. Mm-hmm. I think of it like with my kids, and I've given this analogy before about you know when a baby starts walking, he's, we know he's going to fall. You know, when he first starts taking steps, we know he's going to fall. We don't get upset over the falling. We rejoice over the steps. But what happens when you've got Luke, who now has two big sisters to look at? Also, it's seeing there's other people that can do this. We're the ones walking like Diddy. Other people are watching us to see you really can do this. It's not just Diddy that can do this. Other people can do this. Real people can do this. She's just like me. He's just like me. We're to be the big brothers and big sisters so that other people can see it's not just Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul. It's not just the people in the Bible. It's I can do this too. It's hope that I really can make a difference. I'm going to do this. That's as simple as it is. That's what watching those videos are. It's as simple as, oh my goodness, someone really can do that. Todd didn't pray this big, you know, doctrinally sound, theological, massive prayer. He just said, healing be. God loves you. How you feel? You know? It's simple. It's God loves you, Period. The, even through some dudes in there and some bros. I have a hard time with the bros. I can do some dudes. I don't know that I can do the bro. I've not been far enough west yet for that one. Does that 